Hi, this is Liam Sharp. I'm the artist on the recent Green Lantern run with Grant Morrison and Batman Reptilian with Goth Ennis. I'm here talking about 11 o'clock comics. Have a good time. See, you need that special ultra-sexy lube going in to get you all excited. Super sexy. Right? Of course, man. Come on. Yeah. There may have been one or two people to, to apply me with that <laughs> term. Somewhere along the line. Maybe. 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 Hmm. So we got a guest tonight? Who is this? We got somebody with us? What is it? What's going on? You're as confused as I am, because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 844, and I'm Vince B. You are Vince B, trying to get to the center of the throw pub. I am David A. Price. Woohoo! Indeed you are, and you better not touch my trumpet, because I'm Jazz Maynard. Ooh. So pretty. Wow. You're not Jazz Maynard, but you're Jason. Ooh everybody all together on this a good old-fashioned old-timey episode we're just gonna hang out and talk comics and who brought this to you why cheapgraphicnovels.com that's cheapgraphicnovels.com where you can maximize your comic book dollar you say you like the trade paperbacks and the collections and the omniboo and the manga well you just shimmy on over to cheapgraphicnovels.com and you will reap the rewards of their massive discounts get this this took me all of two seconds to do you go to cheapgraphicnovels.com right now and on their site you will see you can order adam strange between two worlds the deluxe edition and it's $29.99, 40% So I said, uh, let me see what Amazon's selling this for. Amazon has it for $45.73. Um, that's significantly higher. Let's just do another one, just for the sake of experimentation. Because as Michio Kaku says, if it, reprodu- it reproduces the same results, doggone it, you stumbled onto something. They are offering CheapGraphicNovels.com the Aliens, the original year's epic collection, volume one trade paperback. What's the price? $23.99. That's 40% off. Amazon has it. Of course they do. They have everything. For $39. What? That's ridiculous. So we've learned something here. Where do you go to maximize your comic book dollar? Oh my God! Cheap graphic novels. It's like you've oh. never. Who's who's our sponsor? <laughs> Ted in the back room. No, cheapgraphicnovels.com. Go there and you'll save. I've proven it right here. Science is a wonderful thing. Just go there. Facts. Do it. Yes. Well, dude, you had me vexed because you brought up Mishu Kaku, and and I've known you for going on twenty years, and I don't know that we've ever spoken about him but he's a personal favorite dude he's on ancient aliens every week is he really <laughs> yes <That's hilarious. laughs> I, I love him so much he used to be on art bell like frequently he and art would go into it like Michi is a smart guy 
Yeah, and, he's, uh, he's, he's one of the greatest futurists of our lifetime. Yes, but he yeah. is a mainstay on Ancient Aliens. I love him. Oh, so he went off the deep end. Why you got to go there? Why? <laughs> he's a proponent of the truth. He's a right. truth seeker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he wrote some amazing books. Visions yes. is incredible. Uh, very, very prescient. Mm-hmm. So he knows, he knows what's going on. Yeah, I know yeah, he, he had one uh, last year, the God Equation. I haven't read that, but I, it seems auspicious. I like if when it, he pops up on uh, some of the sci-fi shows where yes. I mean, obviously ancient aliens, but like when they talk about like the science, Star Trek, and shit like that, and he's over there. I, I just, I, I seriously enjoy when they get professionals and specialists in their field to dissect. Science fiction and and just the science that makes our fantasy worlds come yeah. to life and how close yeah. it could be to actually being true or yeah. how they like like the whole the sliding doors on Star Trek or the tricorders or the community. I mean, they they just it, it's it's amazing how just like these little throwaway things like some someone sees that gloms onto it and decides that I'm going to do something that's going to change the lives of others sometime down the line. Thanks to this that didn't exist before I saw it on TV, but an actual uh, I can make it work because of future technology. It, I, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You think um, Shatner overacted before? Shat- Shatner is the host of a History Channel show called The Unexpected. Oh my God! His fat ass is plopped in a chair like he doesn't move. He's got a green screen behind him. No, and he overacts like a motherfucker. So do you think? The Knights Templar knew something, and he'll turn to the camera and he goes, "The unexpected." It's like, come on, Bill. <laughs> Seriously, he's, he is—he's uh, a joy. He is a joy, but he's—he's he's the commercial, right? They—they they have um, uh, I forget how it goes, but it ends with. Uh, now, who do you think would ever have experience in going to space and searching out all these strange topics and someone who's been there and done everything? Someone like me. And he looks at the camera when he says he's totally serious. Like, he's not bullshit. And he thinks he's the like the, the sci-fi messiah. But we, I love it. I love Bill Shatner. And you know what else I love? What you love? Comics. I love, yes, I do love yeah. comics and, very and much. Alcohol. And I oh. love the alcohol. And and I have oh live a little I have three, three count them, beer that I'm going to regale you with this week. In this one hand, I have from Victory Brewing. It's called Brotherly Love, a hazy IPA. Then, in the other hand, from uh, this looks like Schlafly, Schlafly, Schlafly. It is. The Wintry Haze IPA. And in the third member from what this? Sly Fox. Yes, it's the Arctic Fox IPA. Oh. Agro Hopped Winter IPA. So I have a good mix. And um, I'm giving away one. I built my own six pack at Wegmans. And there was a beer called Sweet Baby Jesus. And who am I to turn away from a beer called Sweet Baby Jesus? Uh, the joke was on me because number one, it was a porter. Uh, number two, it was a chocolate peanut butter porter. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't drink that if you put a gun to my head. 
But mm. I guess the name is right because from what I hear, it is a sweet baby Jesus. Doing my research after the fact. Like I just grabbed it. I thought, oh, it'd be funny to bring a beer to the show called Sweet Baby Jesus. But it's a freaking sweet-ass candy porter. So what do you do with it? I'll give it to someone I love and say, oh, my brother-in-law probably. And he'll right. he'll say, well, why don't you just take one from my beer chest? And I'm like, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. So you go. Lots of beer. What you drinking, Bo? I have here. Let's see. It is from. I don't know the brand. Let's see. I believe it's probably a store brand because I don't see the brand on here. But it is uh, mandarin orange flavored seltzer with Oof. other natural flavors. Oof. I like it. I like it. Oh. And an orange is good. Uh, I am enjoying a whiskey sour courtesy of the Bartesian with a big-ass Borg cube just for Vince. Mm. Um, but speaking of peanut butter, one thing, one fad I have not been able, I, I can't bring myself to, um, I, I like to experiment, I'll try things, but I do not get why anybody would decide to mix uh blend peanut butter and and whiskey the screwballs the whatever the hell that other brand i don't i don't understand peanut butter whiskey yeah i was saying peanut butter vodka i don't want peanut butter anything unless it's peanut butter right yeah or a cookie yeah right peanut butter shortbread cookies but yeah Yeah. i just i can't i i just there's something about it it's it's just it's weird, and I and I know that you know. Obviously, they would make they would make some pretty outrageous cocktails with it, like you know Reese's peanut. They, they would just do something with it. You wouldn't probably just swig back some screwball, neat. But I just I don't. I you, you love peanut butter that much, and you enjoy whiskey that you just gotta have them both at the same. I don't. I it's yeah. it's weird, and I'm not. Listen, if if people dig it, then then by all means you do you. It's just one of those things where like if I'm offered it, I I, I gotta. You don't gotta justify your opinions like that. You don't. If you don't think they should be together, you just stand up for it. You say, yeah, I, think saying, a, right. I think no, it's a I damn abomination. Be, I I do. Right. But I understand that you know I I see them well, selling off the shelves, and, yeah. and I we have people on the Slack who who have had it, so it has an audience. I ain't one of them, but still, <laughs> there's there's some guys out there that are fuck goats too. So I mean, wow. come on. that is true. Yeah, I mean, true. wow, you had to go there though, or yeah. or Oscar well, I want Letter Kenny. <laughs> I just wanted to go to a reprehensible act. Could I have like been it. a could have been a a, a a you. I don't know, or a, a even a flamingo. Who knows? I'm just saying. There's people out there that have sex with animals. There are people out there. That oh do. yeah, okay, cool. Right, I made my point. I think you did. Thank, yeah. thank you, thank you, David. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. Jason, yes, Vince. Well, I want to hear about something you've read on your listy list here. Oh yeah, well, it's got to be how I started it off. First of all, all credit to recent guest and creator of this year's logo, Mister John Amore, because he brought this book back to my attention when he was on the show. Because he expressed great love for it and asked us if we had read it. And I owned it, but I hadn't read it. And that is Jazz Maynard, Volume 1, The Barcelona Trilogy. And uh, there's a Volume 2 as well. I have not read that yet, but I eagerly anticipate doing so in short order because Volume 1 was fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, It is uh, written by Raul 
and I may be saying that wrong because it's R-A-U-L-E, but I'm going to assume it's Raoul. And it's drawn by, uh, Ro- I guess it's Roger because it's French, but uh, Roger, R-O-G-E-R. But I assume it's it's Roger. But either way, that's who drew it. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Jazz Maynard is not only the titular character, but he is, as you might guess, a jazz musician. But that's not all he is. He also happens to be a lifelong criminal and he's not um, a beat you in the face kind of hard edged criminal. He's a uh, John Wick. Uh, you know, you don't see him coming, but when he when when you provoke him, he's going to kill you with ease and grace, like he's doing a, a dance. Uh, and this, the Barcelona trilogy, is my dude is from Spain originally, from Barcelona, and he hasn't been there in ten years. But the book starts off with him being back in Barcelona, uh, tied to a chair, along with his bestie, Teo. And uh, they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Well, Teo's trying to be like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, it turns out that Jazz, uh, aside from playing jazz trumpet in uh, New York City for the last decade, like I said, was also uh, doing all kinds of wet work and the like for criminal organizations. And uh, he probably was never going to come back to his his hometown, but... His sister gets word to him that she is in a bit of distress, a.k.a. she is basically being strung out and she's a strung out hooker in New York. You know, they're, they're keeping her captive by keeping her high and and the like. And somehow she gets word to him. And, uh, well, he's obviously not going to sit for that. So Jazz takes uh, control of the situation and he rolls up to where she's being held and wipes out pretty much everybody in glorious fashion. Uh, rescues her and brings her back home. But uh, it doesn't take long for the ne'er-do-wells who were uh, pulling the strings to catch up to him and try and enact vengeance. But uh, the fact that there's a volume two, you might guess that uh, they're unsuccessful in their attempts, let's say. But I thought this was glorious. Um, You know, this was one of those Europe comics that Dap and I have read. I've talked about a bunch of different Europe comics over the years. Uh, and then, like many Europe comics, which were only available digitally here, uh, eventually Magnetic uh, printed the um, the English translation in paper form. That is what I have. Uh, so, again, shout out to Magnetic. They've been very good to us over the last bunch of years. And I don't know why I sat on this one, but I'm, I'm super glad that uh, our conversation with John sparked a reminder that it was one of the trillions of things on my regime and uh, yeah, it was really badass. The the art by Roger is just incredible. It, it's it reminded me a lot uh, stylistically of Cowboy Bebop. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's not like it's obviously not a, it's not a science fiction type of a thing. But the same kind of vibe, like you know, dudes in a cool suit. He's good looking. The, all the characters are very thin, um, well, long and thin. Side. Yeah. Yeah, like like kind of like Ion Flux type of a vibe, and uh, and and like I said, their movements are very. Uh, smooth and and almost almost like a ballet, if you will, and uh, some pretty cool villain designs. Like there's some there's some uh, ninja esque uh, assassins that he has to take on, and uh, it's just great. It was just great. I, I I like I said, I have volumes one and two. I wasn't sure if there was more. I double checked. It doesn't look like there is more. Don't know if we're ever going to get more. I don't know the story there, but uh, but man, oh man, was it, was it awesome? I I, I um. I have to say, it just it it just kind of knocked me on my ass because I uh, I just I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting this, and 
I, I think it's also well timed because in anticipation of John Wick four, uh, we have been in the Wood household rewatching the uh, the first three, and it's my wife's first time watching them somehow. So almost the last. Oh uh, yeah, right. Um, she got through that that rough part. That, Good. I, and I said um, I said if Dad can get through it, you can get through it, woman. I can, uh, yeah. yeah. My wife not so much, but yeah. I know, I know. Um, and yeah, so so it just has that same vibe, and I'm definitely here for that kind of vibe right now. I mean, I'm I'm into these uh, super efficient make it look easy, unstoppable killers. And uh, that's what Chaz is. So D- Does she not know, Dap, that he slaughters droves of people for doing that, to for for the dog getting killed, right? Right. Well, is, she, isn't that enough? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, wait. So, all right, well, 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 we'll go back to that. But um, while well, on the topic of Chaz, the, the, the art reminded me in parts of that – early Brian Hitch when he was super aping Alan Davis. So it doesn't oh, yeah. look like Davis, but it kind of looks like that old smooth mm-hmm. Brian Hitch style that I wish we could still kind of get and mm-hmm. not the look we're getting today, but no, the, the, the art's fantastic. The art is, um, I think it looks like Jordy is... Bernay a little but bit torpedo. Yeah. Yeah. Just not as it, it's, it, it, it's like it, it's just really super clean. And, I was going to say, I mean, Jor- I feel like Jory's characters are have a little more uh, elongated, like, yeah. but they're like, but but Jory's characters would be ugly. Like he's capable. Of, like everyone in this book is beautiful. Uh, you know, almost like a manga, almost like a, almost like an anime. You know, it's got a bit of an anime vibe, and I think that was why John liked it. He said it reminded him of, uh, you know, like a a French a French um, manga type of a, a vibe. And I, I understand. I, I understand. I, 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 Totally get your uh, your your um, your cowboy bebop vibe, it, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty apparent. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't say if you like this, then you like this, but but it, visually, stylistically, yeah. it, it's it's and like the whole similar. vibe, like like he because it's jazz. There's there's a. I have to say, I think where Raul really shines is the pacing of the book, and and there it's like every there, there's a lot of time shifting, flashbacks, flash forwards. And I think that uh, there's just a staccato to it. It, it, it they, he gets in and gets out. He doesn't he doesn't linger in any specific moment. And uh, it just felt it just felt really uh, you could you just had a great cadence to it. I thought nice, okay. nice. Um, so my brother suggested to Renee and I to watch john wick because he knows the type of movies that 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 i like and and or that, that i prefer that, that i enjoy and and figured you know it's keanu and there's action so renee should dig it as well but we get to that scene and which is early yeah and renee stops it and she looks at me she goes the fuck's wrong with your brother <laughs> and i'm like no there's gotta be that he wouldn't he knows us so there wouldn't he wouldn't just be like hey go ahead watch this dog get murdered and enjoy the rest of the movie it, there, there's it, he's he's there's got to be a reason and she was like i don't care what the reason is i can't believe i just saw that and and she went upstairs i finished the movie yeah and i was like this is fantastic but but there's also there's while renee will enjoy obviously she'll enjoy the marvel movies uh she'll sit through creed and so so she's not she won't shy away from violence but like gratuitous 
bloodshed or, or, or just nonstop killing or any fights that happen in a bathroom, like, like especially the, the beginning of Casino Royale. She's like, I, I can't. So um, <laughs> she just can't stand seeing anybody. She doesn't, she can't stand bathroom fights, especially if your head's going anywhere near a urinal. She's like, she, she's wow. Out. So yeah, she's just, but so, and, and of course I've watched chapters two and three. So I, I tell her about them, you know, at least letting her know that, you know, yes, it's it's revenge and, and he does make the people pay and he ends up with a dog at the end also. So, you know, I, I try to kind of smooth it out. I don't think she'll ever kind of sit down and watch it with me, but yeah. she is aware that, you know, it, it wasn't nice. as 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 wrong and as hurtful it may start. It um it it there's I'm not gonna say there's a reason for it, but it does it, it, it does pan out and play out and and but yeah I, and i'm i am looking forward to the fourth bird movie nice nice um 844 episodes and i continue to screw up the the promo at the beginning i forgot to tell you if you order from uh cheapgraphicnovels.com you will get a reply order confirmation in your email right what you're going to have to do is reply to that order confirmation email and say yo 11 o'clock comics referred me um, and guess what? You'll get free shipping credit on your next order. Damn, so, so order light initially and then fucking get a Winnebago <laughs> full, full of stuff on the second one. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dap, to your point, I was saying, I wonder how many people have never bothered to watch the Wicks because of that opening scene. Right. Because I, t- I had to tell, I had to preempt, like I had to be like, listen. If you're finally gonna watch this with us, because it's still AF, and like Holden's seen it like 20 times, he loves it. I'm like, you, you, there's, I'm like, right at the beginning, there's a bad, there's a bad situation, and I'm like, I can't, like, I don't want you to stumble upon it and then be mad at me. So this is what's gonna happen. So she had her eyes covered and stuff, but like, but, but she unfortunately opened them because she thought it was over right. right when he's laying on. And spoilers if anyone hasn't seen John Wick, but shame on you if, and so I don't feel that bad for you. Um, she he, when he's laying on the ground post all the attack and and the puppy's right next to him when he comes to yeah, yeah. she was like are you kidding me and i'm right? like you know what i'm like honestly i've seen this movie like 10 times i always forget because i probably block it out that they show you the puppy i'm yeah. like I, I thought it was all off camera well i mean you could have always turned to the beautiful woman and say number one not a dead dog dog's acting but then, uh, no, it, but it's, it's, it's not like real. Anything you're watching, it's then you're taking out of the movie magic. It's no, like it's not movie magic. magic. There are two ways to to uh, get an an audience engaged: kill a baby or kill a puppy. I mean, it's brilliant. It's very easy to do, and you have the audience's 100 percent sympathy. This guy's dog died in a violent way. He's a killer, but you know what? He's okay. His dog died. I feel bad for him. It's just brilliant. It's it is just well, listen, it plain brilliant. His dog. It was his car. Oh, and it was his wife. Was and his wife gave him his, his dead dog. wife's final yeah. gift to keep him from yeah. being lonely. That's nice. I know. I get it. But Have I mean, you it's not seen his, them? I've seen them. Yeah, they're great. Okay. But what I'm just saying is, is like suspension of disbelief. No dog was harmed in the filming of John Wick. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, I have a bunch of bad ideas. I have a bunch of That's bad true. ideas. Yes. I might have one or two myself. Hold on. Let's let's make sure. Uh, let's let's see. Newber, you listening? Frank, you listening? There you go. Uh, Brian Clark, you guys listening? Well, I mean, maybe I'll do Slam Bam, Thank You Man, um, real fast, down and dirty, talks about them. Because I, I got a lot of bad ideas. And well, I mean, uh, the first really, really like one above all the ones that I the, the the three stories I read one really really tickled my fancy 
right. One, 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 one bad idea to rule them all? For me, yeah. First off, I got to thank my man Johnny um, because he sent these to me. He thought that uh, <laughs> through Tony. <laughs> Tony's like, dude, I'm, I'm taking care of your packages now. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, through Tony. This is a little series right here that I have in my hand. Four issues. It's called Pirate Queen. P-Y-R-A-T-E, Queen. And uh, our buddy Brian Clark talked about this on the uh, 11 O'Clockers. And I just got around to reading it. Uh, it's by Peter Milligan, who done wrote it. Uh, the artist in question is not Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. It's Adam Polina, which sounds yes. like which sounds a lot like Bob Dabalina, but it's not. And the colorist is the wonderful Tamra Bondalon. It's the the stories in the title, Pirate Queen. It's a young lady named uh, Monday Ryan. She was born on a Sunday, but her pirate dad was too drunk uh, to know what day it was, so he named her Monday. And she cozies up to a, a Chinaman named Lin, who eventually works his way to Pirate Captain. So, it's... Uh, it is a time post-Anglo-Spanish War, right? And the British Empire finds itself pretty low on coin, so they decide to round up all the pain-in-the-ass pirates, what's been stealing from them. And they do so. Uh, they uh, board the ship with Lynn, the, the, the pirate captain, and his uh, woman, um, his wife of sorts, and his, his uh, soulmate, Monday, and uh, they're strung up, as most pirates. I mean, that's how pirates usually uh, met their ends, is at the end of a noose. So uh, they're strung up, and um, the the perpetrator, one Sir Cloudsley Napier, uh, he's an asshole, number one. Uh, you know, the powdered wig type. Um, hates his wife, loves his hunting dogs. And uh, he's just about to order the uh, the, the the Monday and her uh, her man hung when Monday says, "Look at it, I'm pregnant." So under maritime rule or whatever, you can't hang. Even though I'm a pirate, you can't hang me because there's an unborn uh, child in me and it's a life. So you'll be taking the life of the child if you hang me. And he's like, "God damn it, cut her down." So they they cut her down. And Monday says, wait a minute, um, for the, the, the life of my husband and, and my buddy, um, I'll do anything you want. Just don't hang them. I'll give myself to you. And he's like, ah, because he's, he's attracted to her. She's a very comely lass. Um, and uh, she tells Lynn her deal. And he's, he's furious. He's like, why? Why would you? They, they've won. Why would you give in to him? Uh, but she does because she loves the dude and she wants to save him. And so she beds the disgusting Sir Cloudsley Napier. And uh, she's doing the walk of shame, falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she hears the drum. That 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 very um, poignant little stinger uh, stops. And she knows what happened. He reneged. He went. He welched down the deal. He hung her husband anyway. He said, oh, you weren't really that good in bed. So 
so uh, the the uh, she tries to kill him as as I would have done too, and she finds herself on a on a piece of wood floating in the uh, the ocean, and of course she saves she saved and she lives a life of of revenge trying to to uh, kill this Sir Cloudsley Napier, um, but the cool thing about this miniseries is that somewhere along the way she realizes that um it's really not worth it because she's got a son and maybe uh there are some things to live for and some things to not waste one's life over or endanger one's loved ones over and and uh, throughout the, the series napier's looking over his shoulder like he's like that bitch is coming for me. I know she's coming, and she does. She does embark on a on a on a. She kills the other guys that were involved in it, and and it's just Sir Cloudsley uh, left, and she doesn't uh, go after him. And there's a com. Yes, it. I won't reveal the end because the end's pretty damn awesome. But this is Peter Milligan, right? So it's not standard. Like it, there's uh, themes couched hidden little clandestine things within the narrative about um loyalty to country and and uh uh spiritualism and and belief systems and you know peter milligan's not going to just do a standard pirate tale um but uh adam polina does a great job on on the visuals i mean monday is gorgeous there's there's a lot of uh there's many scenes where her she's a little on the skinny side uh, at least to these other two guys. She's pretty much perfect for me. Uh, and she'll be shown in like a dressing gown, but the way the light's going through it, like it's, it leaves nothing to the imagination. And uh, it's it's a body little bloody uh, tale. There are men blown up by cannonball. Um, there's a lot of sword play and gun play. It's not an all-ages book. There's bad language in it and, and a lot of death. Uh, but... It's a rewarding experience because um, it's not your standard revenge tale. It's not John Wick, which is not standard. I shouldn't say that. It, you know, it's it's we're not talking about the specter here. It's it's a, a tale of vengeance and revenge that suddenly turns uh, into something else at the end. So, uh, Pirate Queen was very good. So that's my first bad idea. You guys didn't read it, did you? Not that one yet. No, no, I haven't read that. But like you said, I know, I know it was on Brian's uh, yes. clockers. I think it's favorite fantasy, or it was either fantasy or adventure. I don't have the list open, but um, and I don't know if they're doing this for all their books going forward, moving forward, as Jason would say. Uh, but the uh, you know how the back covers just said bad idea, like a a, a a different type treatment on the bad idea logo for on the back of the books. But there's actual illustrations on the back of the books now. Uh, Tony Millionaire does one. Um, uh, this, let's see who did this one. The the guy that does the um, damn it, what's his name? Oh, Chris Giarusso does the back cover on this one. On the other one, uh, let's see Gray Williamson. Uh, but the B sides, the one B side, I forgot to tell you about. There is an Orc Island B side in the back of the fourth pirate queen and it gives insight into one of the characters um from that four issue series that this is pages and story that was not presented within the four issues 
So, true Pokemon fashion, if you want the entire story of Orc Island, you better get your hands on Pirate Queen number four. Those tricky devils. Yeah. Uh, in this instance, it pays off, but maybe Dap will talk about a book uh, in which I think the the chase does not pay off at all. So there you go. Pirate Queen, one to four. Great stuff. Bad idea. And it's a Y. P-Y-R-A-T-E. Um, well, I'll, I'll start with the Bad Idea book that I absolutely um, want more of. Uh, it was pretty much, I'm not going to call it a one-shot, but it's really all we got at the moment. Um, and it is called The Finder. Yeah, it's a one-shot. Well, at least right now. I mean, it's kind of open-ended. I'd like to see it continue, but um, it's it's also one of the only to date that I've read kind of uh, the most, I guess, superhero-y bad idea book um, that I recall reading. Um, But... Christos Gage is your writer. Uh, Tomas Giarello is on art, and it's stunning art, I find. Uh, Diego Rodriguez on colors, Dave Sharp on letters. Uh, the backup is Burger Time, which is kind of a be careful what you wish for. O. Henry type story written by Robert Venditti and, and uh, art uh, by Vincent Kiggs, who also does the letters. Um, and the backup story is, is cute, but the main story, uh, the finder is basically like, like Vince said, it's in the name. That's what she does. She, she finds the people and, um, we're dropped into, uh, this young lady, this scarred young lady, um, saving, um, a, uh, a superhero. Um, and, he uh he's been captured so she's uh she's at a rescue him trying to escape from this castle so so now they have to um escape the castle she's part of the ground crew the the, the kind of the 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 black ops or, or or the wet works type people who go in on the DL and and try to fix or clean up or find um any of our heroes who've kind of um, gotten captured, lost their way, just, uh, as I said, the cleanup crew. But while they're trying to escape this castle, they come across um, some experiments that uh, that um, the adept, the, the, the villain who uh, kidnapped Lewis, our, our hero, um, so she uh, she finds out that um, when she realizes that 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 it's the adept who uh, who, who captured my man and uh, and is doing all these experiments, we we find out that there is um, it, it it's it's pretty much all connected. Um, the uh, now once the adept has. Uh, realized that he, he, he's um he's been clued in that uh 
that this rescue is underway. He's now doing everything he can to uh, make sure that um, they do not leave the castle. And and we get we we get some backstory on um, on the adept because he was actually part of this same the same crew, the same squad that uh, that that the finder works for, and um, and. There's a little bit of a dilemma uh, because Adept has seen uh, the bigger picture and uh, isn't kept in the dark. And his handlers are the ones that uh, weren't um, were, were were limiting him and and holding him back. And and now he wants to basically kind of just reveal all for the world to see. Uh, and he even tries to manipulate and mess with the, the Finder's mind a bit and 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 entices her. Uh, kind of persuading her to join him because he can unlock her her full potential and uh, and the reason he's he's suggesting that is because like I said her name is the finder because she has this this uncanny knack her ability is to find people um, and and um, she she gets asked a lot to find missing kids and sometimes it works out uh, but she says mostly it doesn't. And and she um and and she kind of she makes it she she says something that isn't necessarily true and 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 that, that uh, she says she can't find like so so she tries to give the parents closure she can find the kids alive or otherwise but she says she can't find the killers because there isn't anything that that uh, there's nothing that ties. She, there's nothing there's no there's nothing significant left behind of the killers that that, that you can kind of latch onto and and find those who have um have done the dirty deeds and um and and so like i said that may not necessarily be true because when the adept tries to um uh persuade her to 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 join uh, the dark side um she kind of uh lets it be known what actually yeah just just what uh what she goes through and and uh that her life isn't so easy and it's not just you know hey i found the answers you were looking for and and you know i i may or may not have saved your day but um it's really doesn't work out well uh for the adept but um but but the art is just i i just was really enamored with the art for some reason i just i couldn't look away there's this it it's it's a bit of a horror vibe there's uh it, it's it's um it i had i had some some um not necessarily influences, but but there were definite. Um, I saw other artists on these pages, but but Jirillo, uh, I feel makes it uh, his own, and and it just it it looks great. I just I I thought the the story was pretty much listen. This is you, you kind of get everything you need in these few pages. You you you, you realize you kind of understand who the finder is, what she's about. Um, there's, there's a little bit of, uh, of some information on, 
on the group she works for, and and that there's it, there's a bigger picture here that there's uh, it, it, it's a larger world with with these heroes and um, and and the support group and it's just I I just was dropped into this and and I just I loved it from start to finish. I I just I don't know what it is about it. I just the, the the fact that you know we 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 get a captured hero and a rescuer and it's not just a straightforward you know we got to escape or, or 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 any sort of revenge tale where you know she has to save homeboy and they get out of dodge and you know whatever happens along the way happens they they, they gauge ends up you know layering in other things with with the adept and his and, and the fact that he was a member of 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 the heroes group it is just it it's it's bigger than than just you know these handful of pages that that we were given and and i just um and and even and and the cover the the cover was kind of mis i don't want to say it's misleading but it, it has really the finder is anywhere on the cover because it, it, the, the cover is the adept and and basically the castle that uh that the story takes place in like, like, like there's no, you, you, you have no idea who the finder is just based on the cover alone. But, um, but it was just, I, I enjoyed it so, so much. And burger time was just the complete, the complete opposite. Not in the sense that I didn't, I didn't care for it, but just, I mean, in look and, uh, and, and tone, uh, it was more of a dark humor kind of thing. Um, but, uh, as, as far as, you know, one shots or, or, or done in one type stories from bad idea um of the two that i read for this week uh the finder was was far and away um my favorite and and of the three bad ideas stories that i read for this week it it was my favorite of um of all three but the one that came close the three issue miniseries um there were things in there that I just didn't care for because of the subject matter. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, if, if bad idea is going to do more things with this world, with the finder or, 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 um, things along this nature, then I'll, um, I'll, I'd happily support. I, I, I liked it a lot. Wow. I'm the inverse. Okay. Yeah. I think the book works really well as a showcase for Thomas Giarello's art. Yes, but I thought yeah. the story was uh, forgettable at best. Okay. And it sounds like I loved the thing that you didn't like. So we'll we'll talk about it in a little while. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the art is just punch you in the face. Gorgeous. But it's I thought it was a pretty standard pulp meets superhero. Um, it's almost like Giarello's uh, exclusive with Bad Idea. Yeah, well, he did the Monster Kill Squad, too, and it looks great. I mean, and he, it, and he it, did... And he did Odin's Eye. I mean, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's very good. Well, he's yeah. a he's a valiant. Uh, right. Yeah. There must just be a good man. relationship there. So yeah. his his yeah. valiant work was outstanding. It was like mm-hmm. one of the go to books. And yeah, then, Harbinger was do- yeah, his yeah. Harbinger was amazing. Yeah. I'm, yeah, this has kind of like a it a, a, a good Diodato or or Larosa vibe. It, it's it's I mean a little bit more sharper on the angles, but I just there's I I got a um. I definitely got a uh, um, not not European. Um, they, they, I'll it, 
it, it, it'll come to me one of these days. But yeah, I, I, and and you're absolutely no. The, the story could absolutely, I, I can see why you would definitely get yeah, that I impression. I don't care for her at all. I just thought she was annoying at best. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I, she she does the job. Right. Get in, get out, save the guy. Great. Like, okay, we uh, the the whole uh, wrinkle in in her uh, finding ability, where she hones in on the uh, the things that the targets desire most, and that's how she finds the the target. I thought that was a little bit contrived, and I saw the the oh moment coming a mile away, you know. Sure. But no, I, I I just I didn't dislike it. I thought it was a, a a worthwhile experience, but I didn't think the story was had very much depth at all. Okay. And that, and that's the thing. Everything I've read from them um, can exist on so far anyway can exist on multiple layers this was just a except for monster kill squad that was pretty much just a, a, a you know a tag him bag him and tag him monster style which was great i mean that works for me i sometimes want to turn the brain off but the majority of the things i've read from them have the ability to exist surface and then well you can talk about the underlying themes as well this was just it was it was entertainment and it's and it succeeded on that on the basis of it being entertainment so is it i can't say it was a bad book but it didn't give me the the emotional ammunition that the other stuff i've read from that i got you yeah i liked it how could you not like it? No, I get, no look and, at and it. And I think, and, and some of it, um, and, and and I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Some of I, I think, I, I could, I'm not surprised by your reaction because of kind of I think how you feel lately about the superhero stuff, and there is a superhero element here because no, of, when superhero stuff's good, I mean, I'll, sure, I'll, wa- I'll wave the yeah. flag. You know, right? And, and I'm not saying this. You're right, you're right. I wasn't saying it's it's not good. It's just it's pretty st- it's standard, right? Right. Oh, evil mastermind behind the scenes knows her weakness. No, you know, like okay, I, I, whatever. The one shot. Then I mean, then, then perfect. Then, then engaged, perfect. Able to you know, yeah. Work with what he had to work with within right. what he had to work with. It's definitely worth the cover price. Sure. There you go. What else we got? Yeah, Jason. What else do we have? You're holding up the show. Come on. Ha <laughs> ha. Um I just a couple quick hits because because they're just they're, they're ongoing they're... issues of stuff that I've that I've read been reading. Um uh Parker Girls, number six, Terry Moore. Uh, I I know a lot of people are reading this. I'm not sure if everybody's caught up, so I'll be vague, but continues to be terrific. Uh, let's just say that the end of issue five. Um, a very beloved character gets uh, mistreated, and so Tambi and wow. all the Parker girls, basically, like basically all the Parker girls of importance from around the world who are all doing other things, Tambi calls them all in and says, "We got to go to work." Wow, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like so, that. so, and it continues to look great. Obviously, Terry gets a chance to draw a bunch of beautiful, different, different shaped uh women all being badass spies so that's super fun um and then the um 
Spy, uh, Spy Superb, which is Matt Kent's written and drawn book. It's the first book in his new imprint that he runs at Dark Horse. Uh, and it's the uh, third issue is also the final issue. It's, so it's three of three. It's been a uh, – it's oversized. It's like 70 pages per issue, Ooh. one of those deals. Um, and, you know, M- Matt has spent a ton of his career writing espionage books. I mean the first I ever remember even knowing who he was was Spy Sisters and Pistol Whip way back in the day. So he's he's got deep roots there, right? I mean that's uh, probably half of his – writing career at least the stuff he's also drawn has been espionage related and it's just a week or two that i talked about the uh mind management bootleg i will say that spy superb is not my management bootleg meaning that i uh, i think mind management is overall a more um the tractor beam pulls me in more with with something like a mind management because it's broader in scope it's it stretches into the metaphysical so that's it's it's quite a bit more creative and genre bending than this this is a bit more of a conventional uh humans being humans type of a situation but i mean it's kent and i think he wrapped it up in a really interesting way i will say that uh the there's a pretty good litmus test here if you like accidental hero types or uh, or most particularly like Peter Sellers in The Pink Panther, if if you enjoy that kind of story, that's what Spy Superb is. Spy Superb is effectively that the CIA's best spies are known as the Spy Superb, but it's actually been a series of klutzes that have been um, labeled as spies in order to throw people off. And, uh, and then we finally get to one that's so inept that he's actually effective. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. So two thumbs up to that. And a lot of people wait for the trade with that stuff, and I understand that. So you'll be getting the trade, I assume, or the hardcover because it's Dark Horse, and so probably hardcover. Uh, so that's terrific. And then the third I will I will mention is uh, Wes Craig has been doing Kaya as we know since Deadly Class wrapped up. He is writing and drawing that, and it is. I think we might have talked about the first issue. I can't remember if we ever did, but I think we did. We did, but we. Okay, good. We just got issue number six, which is the start of the second arc. Um, well, actually, that's not true. It's more of a bridge issue. Um, the The sixth issue, we get the a lot of backstory to Kaya and her and Jin, her brother. Primarily, we find out how Kaya got the badass golden mechanical arm that she wears. Um, and the really neat thing about six is. It has a back story, a bonus story, written and drawn by Al Gotha. What? Yes. Wow. That's so, bullshit. Why didn't yeah. I not know about that? Yeah, and 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 the cool thing is that uh, Wes says he's going to do these guest spots in between every arc, and they will only be for the people that buy the issues. Wow. Because because he says, obviously, as we know, the people buying the issues off the stands are the ones that are keeping the book alive. And so that's going to be your reward. That so is brilliant. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. beautiful. So I thought the sixth issue was maybe the best of the bunch so far. Number one, the gopher part. I mean, it's only, I think, five, six pages maybe. But it was great. I mean, you know, you guys know. I mean, he he's yeah. awesome and he looks great. And he's it's a perfect setting for – like his visuals were perfectly for that, that world, that post-apocalyptic anthropomorphic world where you've got different – types of, of, of anthropomorphic, you know, you've got the lizard people and you've got, so that it just worked really great. Uh, and, and, and the story was cool because we got to find out a bit more about, about Kaya 
and, and I think it does a nice job of of adding some gravitas to her story um, because I think in the first arc, I felt like Wes was still getting his legs under him in terms of setting the tone, and uh, I think by the end of the first arc, it was it was moving on all cylinders. But um, but I thought the sixth issue, like I said, was probably the best of the bunch so far, and has me more excited for what's to come than I maybe was after the first issue. So uh, yeah, Dan, I gotta stop. I gotta start buying that in singles now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Yeah, for it's, sure. See, it's a good, it's a very smart move. I gotta tell Al though, he needs to to lighten up on the send button with the t- with the Kickstarter updates. A little bit, a little bit. Because he's real. like friggin' twitchy. Like, oh, somebody farted in the back room. I send out an update. All, almost all of the people I've ever backed on Kickstarter could take that same advice. Seriously, uh, yeah. lighten up a bit. You know, if it's, I think you, I think, and I don't know how Kickstarter could change it, but I think it is really bad form to go back and post a message in old funded campaigns that yes. people backed yes. to solicit your new campaigns. Yep. Maybe maybe once I can understand it, but <laughs> but, but like when I'm getting when I've backed eight of your things before and I'm getting right. eight of the identical solicits, especially from things I backed like ten years ago, that feels a little predatory to me. Right, but in Gofa's uh, example, he was using a failed Kickstarter. Oh, well, that uh, happened so many times with uh, dude that wrote Sullivan's Slugers. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get those solicits. I'll tell like, dude, I didn't. So I it's like you, 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 you tried to back this failed Kickstarter. Maybe you'd like to back this other Kickstarter that may fail as well. Yeah. I'm not saying it, he he reached his goal on on Orc Gym, which is great, but yeah. he's using the Gamma Twinkles or Sprinkles one that didn't right cross the finish line. He's using that group of of backers, right? And it's like, come on, man, stop. Yep. Um, I would, this I find it very odd uh, and and very amazing that all of the books you just talked about are solo efforts. Parker girls. Yeah, well, that's probably not a surprise. I mean, yeah. I, I I think, I mean, when I look back when we did our Kloskers, or I looked back at my reading list because that I journaled for last year. I mean, um, maybe it's because the industry shaped and COVID helped to accelerate that. But I I definitely tend to. Yeah gravitate towards single creators these days uh, it, w- intentionally or subconsciously i'm not sure but it, it definitely seems like a good chunk of the stuff that i most enjoy is written and drawn by one person same z's yeah uh and b we have to come up with something for these quick hits like 11 o'clock chimes or something like oh something no not i'm just saying all right just, it, it, that was the last strikes are quick hits 11 o'clock quick hits boom how about that Sure. We need we need to call it something. Sure. Well, let's let's do it. Find something. Okay. Eleven o'clock. Ring a ding ding a lings. There we go. Rat a tat. Rat a tat Yes. Flippity paps. All right. <laughs> oh boy, I have another bad idea. Of course you do. Yes. Hold now on. is this the one you think Dap hated? I know Dap hated this. Oh, okay. because I know Dap like the okay, brother okay. that he is, and okay. you didn't feel it either, Mr. Jason. Oh, it's Wood. that one. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, the ends, a three-issue miniseries Wait, written. Did, did, do you know that Dap is that the one you? I'm pretty like? sure. I'm pretty sure he didn't like it. Yeah. I 
All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, three, well, no, he's saving the suspense. This is good. Okay, fine. God, these young kids. Uh, A three-issue miniseries written (laughs) by Maria and David Lapham, illustrated by David Lapham. You know, if David Lapham's driving the bus, it's going to go into some dark areas. And this this definitely does. Um, It's a period piece. 1985, to be specific, you got a young lady, which is more credit than I'm than she deserves. Um, she, her name's Jennifer, and she's sent to her grandparents' house because grandpa's not doing too good, um, and it's in Oceanside, North Carolina. So while she's at the grandparents' house, she meets and falls head over heel for a young man named Angelo. Um, uh, he's of Mexican descent. And uh, you know shit's going to go south when she's looking into his uh, his beautiful big brown eyes and says, you know, you could almost pass for Irish. Um, Jennifer and, and the, most of the End family are racists. Died in the wool, flag. I don't know about most of them. Uh, well, now mom's not. Yes, she is. You think? Oh, I know she is. Because she supports it? Uh, the third issue, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. So dad, in addition to being a racist, is abusive. And he frequently beats the the tar out of his wife and his stupid young son, Jack. Now, Jack is a white supremacist, Nazi-loving fuck who spews his vile hatred on a bulletin board. A BBS. He's got the freaking cradle that he puts the, the headset in. You know, 8085. This is prime time BBS. I loved it. Um, unfortunately, he's uh, logging into the White Nation Liberty Net BBS. And he's going on uh, terrible grammar and punctuation. Uh, he just, he, he's, he's rallying the troops, right? So I guess the elevator pitch for the ends would be racist fucks run amok and a group of World War II survivors rally to take out the garbage. So um, it's a book about extremes, right? Uh, You have the extreme take on um, of of racism, right? Where you got these guys that are just hell-bent on eradicating anything that ain't white. And then you have the opposite end, the the true the do-gooders, the 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 white hat wearing um, Lone Ranger type guys that want to come in and just eliminate the bad guy. I mean, let's be honest, Nazis are bad guys, right? But Always. yeah, but um, but these are elderly gentlemen, and I I I was actually pumping my fist at some point because these these are old dudes and they are kicking the shit out of these young kids they have snipers set up <laughs> it's, it's amazing but it it, it 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 at the heart of it it is it is a story of of racism and how you can't just be a little racist right um the the whole thing with jennifer is she's in love with angelo who's mexican and she knows that if her brother finds out, and he does, that that she's in love with uh, someone that a quote isn't white, uh, he's not going to take it well. And 
uh, he he doesn't. Uh, he he stirs up a lot of shit, and uh, there's death and um, bodily harm involved. The ending is is fairly open ended in some respects. Um, but aside from the story, one of the things I absolutely uh, loved in this miniseries was Lapham has these novel stylistic flourishes in the World War II flashbacks. Yeah, the flashbacks look amazing. Oh my God. He does this intense detail and these these hyper-concentrated textures. You see D-Day, the guys in the boats on D-Day going towards the shore and the, the waves are banging against the side of the boats and the, the, the froth and the, the, the ocean is just gorgeous and the texture in the guy's uniforms like this is not something we see from david lapham every day and i was like whoa you've just shown me something about yourself that i've never seen before i've been reading lapham for since the early valiant days i love the guy's work we all do right um but this this was novel this is a new spin on this 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 visual language that I thought we were all accustomed to, obviously not, because the old dog still has a few tricks, and it was wonderful. But um, it's designed to push buttons. Definitely designed to push buttons. Um, it, it's not too far removed from Lapham's work on Stray Bullets. The every almost everybody in the in the narrative is despicable. Uh, the, the the World War II vets are well, some of them are, but they're not all despicable. And and the 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 most squeaky clean of them all is Angelo. Yep. <laughs> which is great. And I, I if so, here's here's the way the lay of the the bad idea landscape to date. If Orc Island was never published, the ends would be my favorite thing out of Bad Idea. Wow. Yes. I thought it was wonderful. It's David Lapham. Come on. It's 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 rooted in that that greasy, slimy, stray bullets type um approach that uh, I mean, you know that he's going to go there and he does. It it the the father has um uh, Himmler's Himmler's uh, Luger, Luger and yeah. the, I mean, uh Jack is so fucking stupid. The, but the thing about Jennifer is, uh, you know, life is so boring that in order, you know, to get her kicks, she goes with her brother to, like, fuck up a synagogue. And yeah, to harass Jews. Harass Jews. Like, so these, she's she's not there, – there, there's no – I don't think there's a chance of redemption for, for Jennifer. Like, she didn't just stick the tip in. She's grabbing the – you know what I mean? Like, she's in. She's in whole hog. And um, I, I thought that was a neat little flourish that, you know, just because you're you're swapping spit with a Mexican kid, you're still pretty. I mean, you're a racist, right? You're, so there's maybe given 20 or 30 more years of life, maybe you could realize how fucked up you are and your family is. But um, yeah, the the book is, gets really dark at times. I don't want to reveal it because I think it's definitely uh, absolutely worth the read. Uh, three issues. I want to hear what Dap has to say because I'm thinking he hated it. Uh, well, there's definitely enough in here 
the two hate. You um, didn't hate it. You just told me right with that sentence you didn't hate it. I did not hate it. Wow. Uh, I hate that the story exists. I hate that um, Wait. that it breaks. In the sense that I hate that there are people like this. Gotcha. These people do exist. And uh, yes, it's a comic book, but it's not really. I mean, you just have to look past you know anything beyond 2016. And this could happen. It feels like it could happen. Oh, for real. Very, very real. Absolutely so it, could happen. It, it pisses me off in that regard. Um, yes, I mean, there's there, there there are moments where good triumphs and uh, it the 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 VFW folks were great. Uh, in this, it's the second issue actually, where um, where when when she's at the computer. And she, um, she's like, listen, my dad's a huge racist. My mom's a church going racist. I guess I'm a born and raised racist too. So, so it's, she was brought up in it. it it's the whole nature versus nurture thing. You know, no, nobody is born a racist. You kind of just get taught that. And, and, uh, it was all throughout her life because, and even dad tries to justify it when, when Jack puts, puts it back on dad that you know you hate these people too and and dad tries to justify it with with, with some bullshit and then jack's like but you have this fucking luger right here <laughs> it's, it's an like, artifact it's, 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 it's like dude so you know there's well he did say hitler was right about some things right that's the thing yeah. and even and, and even and, and she even tries to pull that shit with angelo at, at, at a moment she's like i don't hate yeah he was he was shitty but i don't hate everything no see i don't give a fuck what kind of painter you were i don't give a fuck if you made the fucking trains run on time i don't give a shit about any of that as soon as you decide to wipe out an entire fucking race of people everything you may have done that was yeah, good shut the fucking window. i don't, <laughs> give, I don't give a shit you cured cancer oh well <laughs> it's still it's yeah. it's it's the it's the whole bridge builder scenario yeah. no it's you're right like, you're it, exactly right yeah so uh, the, the very end, the last panel, uh, makes me disagree with you somewhat as far as whether or not, um, there, there, there's any sort of redemption, but, uh, no, it, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it, uh, being in that situation could make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. You're right. You're right. We don't, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it seems to be a finite story, even though the characters do appear in the backup in the third issue, but, uh. It, it's um, it, but it, it it's was, a whole thing like uh, uh, Soprano going into the bathroom. Sure, you know what I mean. You don't yeah, really know. Yeah, yeah. Who, who? I mean, Chase does, and he kind of tells you. He, he and, and actually, what what, what mm -hmm. kills me is that David Chase, Chase is like, I, I don't understand. How did anybody not know that what what I wasn't implying with the end? It's like, all right, dude, settle down. But it it's uh, it. It, it's it's <laughs> listen. I settled I'm not settled down. Dude. It, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I am not. It, it very much feels like it could slide into any of the stray bullets errors and yeah. and, and, and without without missing a beat and um, could be a side story. Stray I'm bullet not, side I'm, story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not longing for the days of you know. 
David to go back to Harbinger or 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 Warriors of Plasm. I I you know I, I understand that you know that's the past and and we're not going to get really those kind of David Layton stories. But it it's I just I part of me just wants to know like I, I hope I, I I respect the fact that whatever demons you have you and your wife are working out through these comic book pages. That's great because I just you know get get out of your system. But I. And, and and it's not even a situation of like, you know, you want to ask who hurt you. It, it's obviously he's he's letting you know that these are evil fucking people and and they need to be put down. And and our our heroes have no problem doing that. They, they did it in the 40s and they'll fucking do it in the end. Oh, yeah. You got no problem with that. You got a sniper up on top of a convenience store. You got that one fucking dude. Just like, oh, guys, give me my darts. Where's my darts? I get my darts back. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. <laughs> so, so no. Of 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 the three that I mentioned, this was not my wow. favorite. Good, uh, I'm happy. Is, it is. I mean, no. It, it's. I mean, I read it. It's not necessarily something I'm going to revisit, but it it is. I I I think what also helped was the fact that we did get. It, it wasn't just a straightforward. These are the racists. We're going to fight the racist. The end. We got actual backstory with, with with the vets. We we they we, went we, through we hell. Saw, like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and how you know and and my man coming back and decking his uh, his sweetheart's new hubby and and yeah. asking the sister, you know, hey, if if you ever got time, and it's just I and 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 you know. Angelo coming back from the war and 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 it's just it it was. It, it definitely added to it, and and I mean I think that it was weird to have like a you know a three issue series for a change. Love but it. I, Love three, three issue series. Yeah, we don't need more. Everything was told right here. Yep. We 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 got everything we needed. Um, I mean, would I think that if if, if I was Angelo's friend, would I uh, would I say you know listen, I don't think you know. Angel, dad might, you know, feel some kind of way. And mom's obviously not thrilled with her. But um, I don't know if I, I, we have to have, we have to give people the opportunity to show that they've changed. So if, if, you know, if, if you want to write the follow-up story to this, you can maybe check in on Jennifer and, and, you know, hope she's, changed her ways but uh I, I i think maybe angelo should you know keep his distance if if the opportunity comes up uh you know maybe maybe not chase her if if uh if if that's an option but um yeah i i think she i'd like to think that uh that there's a possibility as the story continues as as you know we, we get we near the end of the story i i was i was hopeful that you know she's because she if if she was if she was dyed in the wool it, it's like a pyro who can't extinguish a flame if if she really felt this to her bones a she wouldn't be with angelo to begin with but she also uh wouldn't go out of her way to stop her brother and and i think the fact that the, the heart wants what the heart wants and that that she does have feelings for this man who her family wouldn't approve of um I don't think she was doing it to be rebellious. I don't think she was doing it to, you know, try something else. And, and, you know, because I've I've had enough of white meat. Let me go somewhere else for a minute. It's just, I think she wants to break that cycle. That's the impression I got. 
Um, if we ever get David on the show, we can ask him. But yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things where I uh, I'm I a handful of years ago I probably would have you know read into the first few pages of the first issue and been like all right I'm done I'm good but no I I, I saw it through to the end um, and yeah I I did not hate it Vince color me stunned yeah wow be on your toes nice well I I mean let's let's finish this off then which one did you hate. No, hates hates too strong of a word. Which I, did I, you absolutely detest and went one away for asking? <laughs> Jesus, I did. I did not care for Burning Man. Oh, thank goodness! I didn't like it either. I thought it was oh, garbage. Wow. Yeah, I I don't mean to. I don't mean garbage in a literal sense, but it, I, I referred to it early. I hinted at it earlier. Uh, Jason, you didn't read Burning Man, right? No, I won't bore you with the details. But it's a choose your own adventure type thing. Where you have, but not to, till the very end. Like you have to get through the entire story, and then it's it's almost like a bait and switch more than a choose your own adventure. But it is, it, it's yeah. But but Vince is right. But the, but the the various permutations of the story will appear in the backs of other titles. So, yes, Burning Man is a one shot. Apparently, there may be another. I don't know, but uh, if you want more of the story, you have to hunt down the other bad idea books and maybe there'll be a wrinkle uh, of a b-side pertaining to burning man in the back of it there's a uh, basically with the whole heaven and hell shtick you can either follow the path and read save now number two or you can go in the other direction and read they're all terrible number three yeah and i i read that um I, I, number one, I don't think it's any of the creative team at their best. I've seen yeah, I way agree. better Juan Jose Rip art. Yep. It, look, it, it just looks unfinished to me. It looks, it looks like there's a, a, a layer of Vaseline applied over his art where it's like murky and indistinct. And that's, those are two words that I would never apply to Juan Jose Rip. Right? And I don't know if Andrew Dowhouse is, is a good fit for him. I just didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I didn't like it. I I, I mean, the, the, I, the characters obviously weren't redeeming, but it's just it seems odd where you got this guy who who's basically who's found burned alive, rushed to the hospital, and and while he's trying to recuperate, this fucking lard ass non sipowitz looking dude walks in and and detective and it's kind of like demanding information and it's like and and it's like dude like you're not gonna let this dude like heal a bit it's just it it just it was it was awkward it just it it almost felt like a bad 80s b flick i just i didn't care for it at all yeah i think you've devoted far too many words to this book. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I no, I'm, I'm just being no, honest i'd be just being honest fair. i i um yeah i don't need i obviously something's up with the nurse because nobody right. it, it's a, i i i just whatever i've seen better better demons and better burn people and whatever i just didn't like it i i I had no connection to the story the 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 lead in question seems like he was a scumbag and and whatever it's uh, it's avoidable if you have a, a x amount of of dollars in your comic book budget and want to try a bad idea book i caution you not to pick up burning man there are far better ones like Finder. Go get that. Get the Finder. It's it's the same price, I think, 
and it it will reward you far more for your involvement than than Burning Man. And you don't want to buy anything else. So there you go. Even with the spot varnish. Yeah. Well, they have gallons, gallons, the barrels of spot man. varnish. It's insane. Hmm. Yeah. So what else do we have? I got lots more books, but I want to hear from someone else. Actually, no. The Finder is two bucks cheaper. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm looking so, at it right now. The Burning Man is nine ninety nine. Yeah, priced. Not good. not good. Yeah, definitely not worth ten bucks. Nope. Well, they pay rip by the line. So. <laughs> well, then maybe he should put some lines on some noses. <laughs> Jesus, you're so, you're so weird. <laughs> oh, I'm weird. Yeah, Jason, do you want to talk about anything else? I see you have other books on your list there. Yeah, nice surprise. Um... This is a book I had actually forgotten. Like I saw the title and I was like, "It sounds a little familiar," but I forgot about it. Like I was, I wasn't sure even who the writer was until I'm like, "Oh, that's right." Um, and that is the Forged Number mm. One. Ah, nice. uh, yes, yes. Um, written by the team of Eric Troutman and Greg Rucka, who's a yes, name yes. that uh, a long time ago guest of EOC. Well over a decade ago at this point, um, and the art is the, by the fantastic Mike Henderson, who uh, you know we are all I think generally fans of his work. Yes, uh, yes. Um, so there are certain genres that seem to be most common in creator-owned comics, and it's probably because most creator-owned comics don't try and make superhero comics because that's already kind of done. Uh, you got your fantasy and you got your sci-fi, right? Like those are the, the, the two most common settings. You get your post-apocalyptic. Um, this is a sci-fi book. Um, and it's it's probably not easy to establish a new sci-fi book because there's a lot of them every month. There's just a, a boatload of them. But um, but certainly, um, Rucka and, and Henderson are um, you're better than average duo attempting to to do this and actually it's trio because it's eric trauman too but um the the premise here is a far-flung sci-fi uh universe that is um run by a, a woman named the eternal empress so it's like an empire uh, not like an empire is an empire and there is a big old ass ship that's coming across space and the ship's got thousands of people in it. It's like you know, kind of a Death Star vibe or Star Trek. It's 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 big. It's it's you know, it's almost like a floating city or a, a space city, if you will. Um, but there are there's fifty there's there's a there's a ton of soldiers on on the ship, as you might expect. But there are five um, very special soldiers as part of a unit, and they're known as the Forged. And they are five women, and you're. You, you, I'm guessing by the way that the, um, you quickly realize by the way that it's it's being written in the typeset, and the way they're describing them and, and giving them their your like their official names. You know, it's like it's like, really long string of of, of names and numbers, and it's like, code name, Bell, right? Like so, it's they they have normal sounding names they refer to each other but they have much more complicated scientific names so you get the sense that these are um, augmented people they're they're not these are not just just born of normal human means people and uh, 
they're hanging out just by themselves, doing their thing, waiting for orders. And it's clear that they are absolute badasses. They are your space SEAL team. You're the 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 uh, the people you bring in to pull off the extremely difficult to pull off missions, and they make it look easy. And uh, they get a call for a mission, and the mission is a rescue mission. And they're like, wait, we're being called on a rescue mission? Like, what the hell is that about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Because they're stone cold killers. They're the ones you bring in to defeat 300 enemy soldiers and, 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 and uh, you know, assassinate a, a world leader. They're not, they're, they're not the, the soft and cuddly humanitarians, but they're like, all right, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're soldiers who follow orders. Um, and coincident with that, you're starting to meet other players on the ship and you meet um, this beautiful, uh, almost mystical woman. She's she's blonde. She's got this white flowing see-through uh, attire on and, and she calls the captain to her quarters. And the captain's like, what? Like she she, she we've been we've been on we've been on interspace travel for X number of light years and no one's heard or seen her. And now she wants to see me an hour before we're supposed to dock. Whatever. So she goes, so the captain goes in and it's clear this woman is immensely powerful and very mysterious and almost like a apparition of sorts in the way that she's moving. But it, you'd love it, Vince. I mean, she's, she, she disarms the captain when she, when the captain walks in, she, she lays down on her chair and she spreads her legs akimbo <laughs> and she's just naked. Like, she's just like, and she's just basically luring the captain in because she's like having trouble concentrating. She's like, "Let me relieve you of of your of your uh, distractions." And she touches him, and his mind is flooded with these images of him fucking her, and like all kinds of other images too. But just like things that are overwhelming him. But it's mainly about him having sex with her. And then he comes to, and he's like, "What? What is that about?" She's like, "Well, you weren't paying attention to me, so I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, you know, to get you to focus by giving you what you wanted." And uh, and then she she lays into what she want, expects of him, and it's clear that she has to he has to listen to it because I guess she she is in some way either a uh, a key lieutenant of or or a consort of the empress, and she claims to speak for the empress, and he doesn't question that. He's like, no, it's, it's true, you do, okay. Um, and it all ties back into this rescue mission that the Forge have to go on, um, and, and so clearly they're connected. We don't know in the first issue how they're connected, but it's clear that there's some connectivity. And then at the end of the issue, we get some hints of it. But point being, um, they they get to the spot they need to do the rescue, and it's a very hostile planet, uh, like 500 degrees, uh, unbreathable air, and so forth. So these badass women that we already know are these badass super soldiers ready to go on this business. They get inside mech suits, Vince, mech suits. And they go down to the planet in their badass mech suits, each tailored to their own size and abilities, and uh, and and hijinks uh, ensue. So I thought it was fucking great, man. I mean, it it had a it had an expanse vibe, that you know, like it, nice. Yeah, okay. it really reminded me of the expanse and the the settings and the ship design and the there was a bit of the upstairs downstairs vibe to it, you know. Um, it's extra sized, right? Yeah, extra, yeah. It, I, it I is. was looking at the PDF that that image sent this. So yeah, yeah, it's it's like square bound and it's oversized page count. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful work by Henderson. Um, so I'm totally aboard. I, I I really wasn't. In fact, when I did my um my little five minute videos I do now for the five comics each week that I'm most excited for, I didn't even consider this when I was looking at the list. 
uh, it just completely escaped me. But then that was a mistake because because in retrospect, this was not only the the best thing I read this week that came out this week, but it was it was the thing I, I had I remembered what it was, I would have been most excited for, and it lived up to to that. So yeah, it was really good. I I I I, I hope it has a nice long run. I don't I don't even know if it's a mini or it's probably one of those deals where it'll go on for as long as the sales permit. But uh, but yeah, it was dope. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out. I know I lost Vincent. No, no, I read it. You read it? It's on my list. Oh, it is. I didn't even see. I, w- I honestly wouldn't have noticed it was on your list because it was Rucka, and I figured. That's well, I wanted to branch out a little bit, and, and I thought I'd give it a shot. You didn't like it? Uh immensely disliked it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought the sci-fi scrawl was tedious as fuck. The 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 whole pseudo jargon. Uh, I thought the Empress is is. I mean, I know you're not supposed to warm up to her, right? She's, she's not the Empress. She's one of the Empresses. Oh, okay. Well, she's a rapist. I mean, flat out oh, rapist. Sammy Pond. She she stop. She um. She just enters people's minds whenever she feels like it and pulls out. Or generates pertinent details uh, or experiences, which is, it's cool, I guess. It's if you're looking for despicable, that's a good way to do it. But I just, I don't know. I it, it certainly does look good. I will give give Jean the. Gene Grey rapist. Uh, yeah, kinda. Okay. I mean, I never heard you refer to her that way. That's why I asked. I mean, if, if if you say, "Hey, I'm going to enter your mind. Is this cool?" and the person says, "Well, sure." Then you're fine, but if you just like yeah, it's not consensual. Yo, I'm well, opening up. Certainly, I mean, to your point, she's certainly the antagonist of the first issue. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially with the the military. You didn't dude. like the the legs akimbo though, or the? Oh, I thought it was it was yeah, it was fine. Um, the 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 whole thing that just has me all all bundled up was the the you know the twenty second day nine month reign of the Empress of Turtles year thirteen eight seventeen imperial calendar seventeen days out of resupply. Man, but if this was, like, stop. If this was if this was year twenty seven of the age of Hyporia in the dark lands of Rolthor, you'd be like, holy shit, that shit's dope, world, yo, world building, right? World building, yo. The the dark bastard sword. Yes, no, I get it. Um, but I, I didn't need ISR two two five six one transition sure. space. Like, come on, I, I get it. We're it, it's 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 sci fi. We're in uh, uncharted I territory. I thought that was a daring choice because I agree. It didn't bother me, but it is one of those very specific, um, almost like too cute sort of things. And I'm like, okay. Like you, you didn't need to do this. You didn't need to give me like these long strings of things, like where I have to kind of yeah. read in the middle to figure out what word you're actually trying to get me to read. But but no, but but it, see, it's funny. Like that didn't bother me, and it I, it is so interesting because I think this is so much about setting. Because honestly, if this exact same story was set in um, an ancient magical world, I think you would have liked it, and I would have hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, no, I'm not like I'm not saying it as a pejorative to you. I, I'm saying no. like like it's for me fantasy. When I like it, I love it. But it's generally a harder sell, right? Like I didn't care for Odin's Eye. That you know, like it's it's not because it's not a good book. It's just I don't. Those settings are harder for me to get into. And I think for you, sci-fi is is a harder sell. Like there's sci-fi you love, absolutely. Sure. But 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 I think you're not going to. That's not going to be a feather in a book's cap for you. 
Right. Whereas for me, like that's a setting. Um, you give me, you give me sci-fi. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm in my comfy jeans. Like, yeah, let's go. I, I think the the obvious uh, example is the map, right? Is there anything um, more uh, of a of a fantasy based, um, you know, chestnut than a map, right? Where you'd be just like, yeah, give me a map. That's great. But yep. I'm like, I'm like, yo, you can trace the path. Of the companions as they go from Rivendell all the it's way true. up to the Meanwhile, Mystic. If, <laughs> like, if you give me like a Hickman infograph with like right. connecting five different planets in a system, I'm like, yo, yeah. these planets are connected. By so yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. There's a fine line between love and hate. Isn't I'm it? not a fan of of the Hickman infographic either. I know you're not, yeah. and I adore it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the book looks it, it's a very attractive looking book. I think so. I, yes. I think that, that. I think if I think that it to me it looked great. I think the only minor nit visually, and who am I to say? Because I, I I can't draw a lick. Is I would have wished the mech suits were a little more distinctive. You know, like like they're they definitely like functioned differently because of the, but like they ultimately look the same. They were they were roughly like they were more like it was like it was just like standard issue. Like every soldier has the same gun. They all had a similar looking mech suit even though they might have done different things i I would have liked them to be designed differently but it's asking a lot more of, of an artist to have to draw now see i thought that was admirable that um they are in a, a, a in a sense they're like um tanks right that one yeah. can, that yeah. one can wear so sure. um while there have been in terms of design the, the various tanks uh built by you know humanity a tank basically looks like a tank. Like That's there, fair. there are That's differences fair. between a Sherman tank or like fighter jets and a pan. They're, like they're all the same jet, but right. they have a different logo painted on them. But they, I, they, this, yeah. this to me says, okay, we came up with the technology. It's functional, so we're going to mass produce. Like the the big bulky one is ob- obviously has a different function than the the white one with the the, the things on the shoulders, who has a different function than the. The, the blue one you know what i mean they right. have to but they're not like so different where you can't tell that they were made in the same factory mm-hmm. so i like that i think that's functional like it's so like a starship troopers type thing where yeah, that's you know fair. It, it, these things serve a purpose they're not mm-hmm. designed to to titillate your 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 optical receptors they're sure they're, sure. they're meant to be freaking weapons Gotcha. So yeah, I like that. That that part I did, did like okay. very much. Um, I like the underboob. So I mean, you know, you yeah, give me you give me a little underboob. I'm like, okay, I like that. But let's be honest, I rarely, if ever, connect with Rucka. You just don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. I, I and it's you just nothing. don't like strong female protagonists. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's obvious the man is a very capable, competent, and I dare say, you know, wonderful writer. It's just that he, he goes down paths that I don't care. Like, I don't, whatever. Sure. Know? So, uh, that's why I'm surprised you read it. I just, oh, I read it because I saw it on your yeah. list and I was like, okay. okay, I wanted to at least contribute in some way. Mm. Yeah. There you whatever, go. Whatever. Here we go. you for branching out and giving it a try. Right. I'm all about the diversity. All grown up. Yeah. All grown up. Yeah. I think we need to hear from Dap, don't we? <sighs> if you must. Wow. Um, 
no, so this was um, this was one of my rare appearances in the the best thing I read this week channel. Um, this is from Eduardo Medeiros. It's called Open Bar, and it was uh, it's published by Oni Press, um, and it is a it's a it's a pretty heavy the um, physically heavy uh, book nice thick trade uh, it's an OGN and basically um, it's a uh, it's a story about Lenny and Beardo two lifelong friends um, basically they joined at the hip they were together as as young boys they were so close that um, the Beardo's dad actually thought they were gay. Uh, and Beardo's dad passes away. And uh, we open the book with Beardo um, showing up at a bar that's um, that's closed. And uh, Lenny shows up and Beardo's like, yeah, my dad left us, left me the bar left us the bar um and uh the lawyer shows up and gives lenny a letter and says you're to read this um and beardo's like why the hell my dad giving you a letter but all right whatever um so they have to there's an apartment above the bar they have to live there for three years they have to to keep the bar open for three years um and no then they can sell it do whatever they want with it but uh in order to get everything that dad is bequeathing him they have to uh, they have to manage the bar but, uh, and unfortunately the bar is kind of in an area that um doesn't get a lot of foot traffic uh it, it used to be a great location um but a lot of people moved the businesses factories started coming up there's like an airport that's not all that far away so it's it's not necessarily a place where people are going to go and um no, hang out, but uh, they uh, they they do what they can to to make it work, and uh, they they open the bar to some struggling at times, but um, but things seems to be things seem to be going okay. That there's a uh, there's a couple chapters. That, um, they're not really they they feel like they might be out of place, like like um, Beardo's cousin and his uh, the college friends show up. And actually, they're and and Beardo wasn't expecting them, but the cousin wrote to Lenny because is, they're they're stopping by the bar on their way to Comic Con, and Lenny's going to go with them. And Beardo had no idea. It, it, it's like I didn't know my cousin was coming, and I sure as hell didn't know that they were going to a comic convention, and I definitely sure as hell didn't know that you were going with them. Um, so he's feeling a little put off, put out, and 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 a little snubbed. So he kind of lashes out, uh, but before they get very far, um, he uh, he smartens up and he chases after him dressed as Thor, and and so they all end up going to the con. But what it, it, so it feels like it was an out of place kind of chapter, but the cousin and his buddies they're going to school for um, one of their uh, one of their experiments at school is uh, coming up with like a fuel alternative and and that's what they have their little car powered by um 
and it's kind of like all natural and Beardo and Lenny actually take some of the, uh, the chemicals that they're using and add it to, uh, to their beer that they're brewing. And it's like an instant hit. So the cousin coming by gave them the, uh, the secret ingredient that they needed. And, and so that explains why they were there, but we really don't see the cousin after that. Um, there's a, uh, what's neat is that Eduardo kind of, um, splices in flashbacks and uh without really hitting you over the head that you know 10 years ago or or any sort of way like that but the appearance of our characters um changed slightly so you definitely know that uh, they the, the, on the conversations the settings you know that uh we're talking about things that that, that have happened in the past um and they uh the story is, it starts off um, kind of being narrated. Um, and uh, it, it, it seems as though it's, uh, it starts off, this is a regular story about five regular people and about how the death of one of them changed everything. Uh, it all started that one day, I can't remember the date, so you really don't know who the hell it is telling this story uh, until the very end of the um of the book one of the people involved is amanda who is lenny's ex-girlfriend and he was going to actually propose to her but um amanda isn't exactly faithful and she has stepped out on lenny and um there's there's actually an incident where uh beardo and amanda hooked up and there's a confrontation in the book uh, pertaining to that relationship. I just thought that, um, that the way the story was told, how it, you just, I really felt uh, a connection. I, there was just something about the character. I mean, Eduardo's art is, is fantastic, but there's just something about um, these two friends who are uh, flawed and loving each other at the same time um when uh when lenny goes to read beardo's dad's letter he's like you know do you want me to read it out loud do you want me to read it first and then you read it you just want to read it first and he's like beardo's like whatever man I, I, I don't i don't give a crap and and so beardo's finally like all right just, just read it out loud so lenny's reading it he's like oh yikes okay well that's some bad handwriting i mean lenny just lenny's really got like no filter like whatever comes to his head he'll say in the spur of the moment, but, um, but he, so, so basically dad writes, uh, I knew in my heart that you two would still be together after all these years. I want you to know that I never cared about you being gay. I just want you to be happy. I was always happiest at the cave pub and I hope you feel the same now that it's yours. I'm sorry I left son and, um, sorry for being such a terrible father, truly. And Lenny's like, your dad thought we were gay all along. And, and he's like, well, but I'm happy to know he thought I was good enough for you. I'm, I'm kind of flattered. And Beardo's like losing his shit. Like, how's my father going to think he was gay? And it, it's just the, he's the type of person where you would expect that reaction. And, and, uh, and, and that's part of what makes this book so enjoyable is, is that these, these are characters that are, that, that do represent real people. And, and you know, Lenny's, Lenny's, 
kind of fucked up over the years here and there, and and, he, and he's made some mistakes, like again with Amanda. Um, but Beardo's pretty much been his constant, and and they they fight, they argue, um, but they they make this bar work. Uh, even Amanda um, gets involved with the bar, and uh, the relationship between Lenny and Amanda may grow out of that uh i'm not going to spoil anything as far as um how how the rest of the story goes but it there, there's there are some real um punch the guts moments punch the gut moments there's um there you would hope that people would behave or react um logically but for the most part people react emotionally and and uh that doesn't necessarily um mean it works out for all involved it, it's just it's it's one of the more as as odd and cartoony as the characters look it is one of the more real books um real realistic stories i've read um in a minute it 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 definitely it it, it evokes the same kind of tones i get from um from lenoir's uh autobiographical work but um I just I, I I absolutely um was thrilled with this thing. I I I remember when it was solicited. I vaguely remember ordering it, but I was so happy. Uh when I opened the box and and there it was and it was I think the first thing I uh, this yeah, the first thing I grabbed the with the second being the tick, but um this was uh, this was this was fantastic. This is uh, it's a contender for me for this year for sure. Uh, the 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 colors are mostly um, a, a a red kind of uh, reddish orange kind of tone to it. it. It's it's not necessarily it, it's you know not a full color type book. Um, there's uh, there's there's another character who's a uh, an airline pilot, um, and that's kind of what brings the bar the most attention uh to it is is they uh, the a plane loses an engine and it lands right in front of the bar um and uh and all all people are talking about is how how heroic and how brave the pilot was still able to um land the plane with no casualties um and and because the accident happened in front of the bar a lot of news reporters are there so that um that brings attention and um and definitely helps publicity uh unfortunately even though nobody died on the plane it doesn't mean nobody died uh with the engine failure because um somebody was walking out of the bar right as the uh the engine was coming towards the ground but um they 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 try to make uh lemonade out of lemons in that regard but i just i i think open bar is a um it, it's it's a really good book. I I'm this close to saying it was a lot of fun, but there are some there are definitely uh, moments in the book that uh, aren't very fun. But uh, without a doubt, I I was still extremely entertained by it. I, I definitely recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Um, I I read it um, like within an afternoon. It, I just I couldn't put it down. I start to finish. It was just it was a. Um, is a very engaging read. I, I can't sing enough praises to it. I, I just, I, I, I want other people to read it. Is what I'm saying. 
Sounds real good. Sounds right, like right up my alley. So I'm, I'm going to check it out for sure. Nice. Jason. Yep. I got another bad idea. You're full of bad ideas. I am always, just always, brimming. Always, forever. I'm always brimming forever. with bad ideas. Yes, you are. This is a three-issue series. Um, fronted by absolutely stunning, lush, gorgeous, just wonderful covers by our friend Tom Fowler. Ooh, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Just had a commission list open up today. How about that? Tom Fowler. Written by Robert Venditti. With, uh, illustrated by Jorge Manlongo with, uh, let's see, the color art is by, ba 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 um, why did I not, uh, Bill Crabtree, there, there you go, it is called Escape from Wyoming, have either of you read this? I haven't read not here. yet. It's sitting yet. here in the pile that they sent us, but I've not read. It's yet. pretty crazy. Um, it is uh, one of the more uh, light-hearted, uh, uh, not really, but it, it, it's it's one of the more easily digested of the uh, bad idea books because mm-hmm. it's. Um, have you seen Enemy Mine? Oh, love that movie. Okay. This is quite Luke Asajun. It's kind of like Enemy Mine in a sense that you have an Earthling that has to learn to work with an alien in order to save the planet. Okay? You got a decorated space cop. This is the alien named uh, Dun Five who's framed and he's thrown in a super maximum security prison with the galaxy's most despicable criminals. Do you know where the prison is? Wyoming. Under Yellowstone. Yes. Wyoming. Yeah, I love it. Uh, And there's only one way out of the super maximum Earth. That's the prison. Uh, And this is for both the convicts and the security. Death. Nobody leaves super maximum Earth alive. Um, So one of the guards gets, you know, he knows this. So there's an organized breakout uh, involving one of the guards. And um, long story short, what he and his three alien accomplices don't know is that there is a failsafe built into the prison. If any of the incredibly dangerous convicts should make their way out of the prison, a failsafe triggers. If they aren't returned to the prison in 90 minutes, a quantum charge will destroy the planet. So it's like scorched earth. Oh, well, if you escaped... We're just going to take everything with it and to ensure that you don't get off the planet. So um, this uh, Dun 5 space cop has to work with a human, Sheriff Loudon Holliday. Uh, they reluctantly join forces to save the day. Do they? I don't know. You have to read it. But um, incredibly stylized art by Jorge Malongo. It is one of the more visually... Um, electric bad idea books that I've read. I loved the art. I, I thought the story was great too. Um, I could see, uh, not that comics have to exist uh, in other media, but should this ever make the jump to a live action movie? I would think Nick Cage would be a perfect Sheriff, Sheriff Loudon. 
Okay. Yeah, it's just he he looks the part, he fits the part, and I think it would be a great vehicle for him. So Dinesh, if you're listening, it's my idea to get Nick, Nick Cage for this. Um, so, but one of the cool things uh, at the end of all of this bad idea, uh, brouhaha, and it, it, it's it's a, it's a worthwhile brouhaha. I think I think there's some real meat on the bad idea bones. Um, but after reading everything. Remember when there was a big kerfluffle about the the previews and there was a short that Bad Idea had in there called First Supper? Remember it was a yes. black and white story? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. I read it and I was like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. What am I reading? After reading all these books, the First Supper makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> because all of the characters in that short appear in various series. Yeah. Orc Island, The Ends, um, uh, Escape from Wyoming. Uh, so I'm very quick to jump to conclusions, so maybe I shouldn't, because I passed off that First Supper as uh, just bad idea being... I think maybe we should learn our lesson that bad idea isn't just being bad idea, right? There, there's a plan going on. And I, I, I passed it off as maybe this short was just another way to garner attention. And I'm sure they, they did um, get some of that from this thing being in previews. And their books aren't solicited through previews. So I go, okay, how does that work, right? It just seems so weird that they would have a story in a catalog designed uh, to feed the direct market when their books are not sold through that catalog that feeds the direct like it just didn't make sense to me and it's still really careful does. you're talking about bad ideas business model is, is the way to lose listeners no i know i <laughs> no, but it just okay. so it i'm gonna design i don't even know how it works i don't care ultimately i don't it's all about the art for me um you could talk business till you're blue in the teeth uh and and you'll lose me and i Ultimately, it's all about the art. And and what I've seen at the end of this long, bad idea experiment is that, one, they're worth my time and attention, and two, the product, the art, is, by and large, all worthwhile, all valuable, all worthy of attention. I think, yes, we said that, you know, there are some that just don't meet Arkwright's like Burning Man. I, I didn't like it. Dab didn't like it. I'm really sure that Jason isn't going to like it when he reads it. But I mean, so you can't win them all. But what I'm saying is the majority of the bad idea stuff are winners. So they're worth your attention. Blah, 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 blah. That's it. And if you want to see this first supper, it's reprinted in color. In color. In the back of the ends number three. It's a B side to the ends number three. So do yourself a favor. And investigate bad idea. They're worth. The hype is real. All those freaking signs that were walked around New York Comic Con this year. The hype is really real. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. So there you go. Why do you got to shit in my cereal? <laughs> Wait. I th- what do you mean? That is so passive aggressive. It is. It, it so is. I'm. I'm. Into things that are not. No, I'm not. If you said something like blah 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 blah, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I am glad you think so. Okay. What a what a terrible life it would be if you read a pl- a platter full of comics and they were like, eh. 
No, I, I love a lot. See, I'm at the point now. It's really cool where I'm actually loving everything I'm reading. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's that's the goal. Yes. Isn't it? I'm cur- and I think, I, I think I part have, of it, right, is that we're more willing to put something aside if we're not loving it. Yes. I've curated my pull list to the point that every book on that stack, I know I'm going to read and I know I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this. Remember, if you want to stretch, stretch Armstrong, your comic book dollar in uh, relation to trade paperbacks, Omnibu, and manga collections, I'm saying, where do you go? Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Maximize that dollar. And if you're a first-time customer, of cheapgraphicnovels.com what you got to do is reply to that confirmation email and tell them that you were referred by us 11 o'clock comics and guess what your next order the shipping will be on the house where else are you going to get that and you heard me at the beginning of the episode the prices are just stupid low go to cheapgraphicnovels.com and we would like to thank our beautiful patrons for Keeping this bloat. <laughs> bloat. Keep, keeping this bloat afloat. Rosary bleeds. Yes, Rosary bleeds. Um, because we love them and they're there for us and they're the best people on the planet. I have a couple quick hits. This is just wham bam thank that? wham bam thank you, spaceman. This is uh I'm not gonna spoil it, Dap, so don't get crazy. Uh I won't spoil either one of these. But I read The Last Barbarians number two. So did I. Oh, you did? Good. Yes. Uh, written by Brian Haberlin with Hannah Wall. Art by. Well. Okay. I don't oh, expect... you went back. I don't expect much from you. Art by Brian. <laughs> Art by Brian. Art by Brian. That Hay- See, that, that no, was that, that was, that was freaking Johnny Wad passive aggressive. It really was. Art by Brian Haberlin. Colors by Jared Van Dyke. Uh, I won't spoil anything, but there are a couple things we learn in this issue. Number one, we learn Shadow's real name. Number two, we learn that Shadow's condition can be reversed. uh, For Well, I don't know about that, but it can be reversed for a limited duration. And Wax and Wayne are two of the most Amazing characters I've ever seen. Better than Blood and Bone? No, yes. Wax and Wayne are my dudes. Okay. Yes, because it W-A-Y-N-E, come on. That's just gold. Yeah, Wax is. and Wayne. Clever. Clever AF. I know. But, dude, the, the one... i isn't your favorite character, though, honestly. No, the blue. The one has the blue above yes. the, the nose I know, bridge. It's like the Star Trek episode. Yes! I, I'm hoping that Jason is maybe warming up to this a little bit. But I doubt it. Well, it wasn't on my list. Yes. Which means you have nothing good to say about it. I don't have anything bad to say about it either. Well, <laughs> it's a silver lining. Well, I just love it. The Last Barbarians, number two, get it. Because it's really fun. And it's fantasy-based, so it can't be bad. Um, and I also want you to read Black Cloak, issue three. Woo! Um, again, I don't, I didn't see this on David's list and I know he's reading it, so I'm not going to spoil any of it, 
But Kelly Thompson's doing some really cool stuff here. And I am just so enamored with the work of Meredith McLaren. I love the art a lot. It's simple, deceptively so. Um, they're in the treehouse, this issue, and the the strategizing that had to, design strategizing, that had to go on to visualize this environment, there's nothing easy about this work. There's, there, there's real um, work going on here because this looks like... Uh, an actual environment like the, everything's plausible everything's believable in this book um at least visually and uh, there's a message delivered by the dead that propels the narrative into um unforeseen depths let's just say i am again one of these books that just totally came out of left field gave it a shot love everything about it black cloak number three Kelly Thompson, Meredith McLaren, Becca Carey, out of image. You can probably scoop up all three issues. I recommend it. It's very, very good stuff. The uh, the reason why I didn't have it on my list, and, and yeah, because well, obviously I didn't read it yet. I had it in my hand yesterday at the shop. Unfortunately, uh, there was a very serious crease in the lower right corner of the back cover so much so that if like if you um, it's the kind of fold where if you just manipulate it back and forth like one more time it's gonna it's almost like it's a clean rip and uh they had no extra copies so i'm waiting to see if uh if joko can get a replacement um and then I'll, I'll, uh, well, let I'll me know. It, yeah, let me know because I think Dave has plenty. If, okay. you need, if you need it, I'll get it for you. Thank you. I'll definitely let you know. Um, well, um so maybe, uh, next 11 o'clockers, you may hear the, uh, me give the publisher of the year award to Image because maybe. right now, I think Image is just like gangbusters. There's a lot well, of great books coming out of Image. I cannot wait. Because I finished it yesterday, I cannot wait for you to read Night Fever, which is the next Brubaker Phillips story. Wait a minute, when did uh, that come out? It hasn't. It hasn't yet. Oh, we you're... were we were provided by Image the review copy. Though. I will not read that for a Brubaker. I I, I wasn't going to. No, nope. but for some reason, I just I I started and I I I couldn't stop. And I, I can't I wait get to reread it. it when I, I have it in my actual hands. But yeah, uh, it's it's uh, when when you know that on top of Black Cloak, on top of the other things that um, that that they're throwing our way lately, uh, and even uh, the, the local man, the return of I. I mean, we know everybody knows. We well, I think lo- about it, local I mean, man alone should give us the, the nod. Well, Tony's not here tonight. It, it settled down. It doesn't matter. He's here in spirit. That's true. Uh, but you know, there's, there's just, you know, we've got the, the more magic word. There, there's plenty of reasons to, to want to give, um, for, uh, image for, for deserving the, the award. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I'll, oh, I don't know what kind of wizardry she's doing, but Black Cloak is not the kind of book that I usually glom onto. Yeah, it's fantasy based, right. but, um, it's so off the beaten path in terms of the visuals 
that um but it, it was odd it wasn't even uh, like a hard victory it, i i just surrendered to it as soon as i saw it so yeah. it may have been one of those right place right time right mindset type scenarios but i think black cloak is great i, I think it's just wonderful i just i i like the look of it it just it just it it's it is i i really do it's it's not necessarily like you yeah it it's not it's not really the book that oh this is you know what i'm gonna uphold all the others to but it there's just something about it that is it right I, it's I'm immediately subtle. just sucked in yeah and yeah and you just and, and it doesn't it doesn't let go yeah um i i really wanted to uh read the first issue of this book from idw for tonight but i didn't get a chance to so i'll just i'll have a one-two punch for next week so i'll just i'll, I'll make it easy tonight um I know Jason read it also according to his list, but uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it because it it came out this week. Um, but it continues Tom Taylor's tale of um, of John Kent, uh, Adventures of Superman number one of six. John Kent, uh, the Road to Injustice. It looks like uh, is going to be. It, it's almost. I'm getting the impression it's kind of like Taylor kind of tying together a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of stories he's written over the years but um but what i appreciate about uh this particular series is that we're getting um a uh it's a little bit of a throwback not a throwback uh we're tying up we're, we're connecting the dots from bendis's run because when bendis fast forwarded John and stole those years that, uh, of childhood that he would have with Lois and, and with Clark, um, because Ultraman kept him held hostage for so many years. Um, Taylor's going back to that, uh, because they're Ultraman is going throughout the multiverse and eliminating Superman of, of those earths. And, uh, and he's on his way to, um, to Earth Zero, to 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 the present Earth that uh, all our uh, our heroes reside on, uh, but John meets Val Zod, who of course is the um, the Black Superman, and uh, Val Zod knows Mister Terrific, um, and uh, he appears in this first issue as well, but um, it's. And vouches form, and there's a red tornado, and I'm not going to reveal who the red tornado is, but uh, there's just um, it, it, it. Unfortunately, John is going to have to face his demons, uh, and and uh, he's, and and it all makes sense because you know, Lois is like, my son is not going to help you because this man harmed my son, and I'm not going to put him in harm's way again, and and. Um, and Val and Terrific and Red Tornado, they're like, listen, we, we know. And and the reason we're coming to John is because if if Superman, if Kal-El was here, he would want to come and help us fight this. But Ultraman, because he can kill Superman, um, it would basically mean certain death for Cal. So So John is the one we need for this particular mission um 
and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, and I'll, just like I'm looking forward to uh, the Connor Kent series that we're going to get soon. It, it's just, um, I, I it, it, it's the whole. It, it, instead of getting the dollar book Superman family, you know, we're, we 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 got to got to get them individually. But I'm fine with that, depending on how the story shakes out. But uh, but the the art by Clayton Henry was um was was much like usual. Uh, colors by uh, Jordi Belair. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I I like the look of it, and I like that um, that we're basically kind of tying up not necessarily loose ends, but but the the interconnectivity of it all, um, the, the the continuity that I that I enjoy with the with the big two stuff when it works right. Um, I'm getting the impression that that we're going to get some of that here. So yeah, I um I, I think that uh, I don't know. <sighs> I, I think you could probably give this a shot without reading the past few months of the Superman books. I, I, all you got to know is that, you know, Cal and, and, and Kara and everybody's basically off planet and John's the only one here. Um, and it's all, all's right here. It, it's just, you know, the, the reason why this is happening and, and, and who they have to stop and kind of sort of getting a band together kind of thing uh it, it's all right here in this first issue so um i think you can just go with this if you want to give it a shot but yeah in your travels adventures of superman john kent number one dude clayton henry's line is so crispy clean i he so love it man i know i yeah i i he's um as soon as he made that uh that that digital brush available i i bought it, it it's mm. great mm-hmm. and i am proof that you can not be reading the Superman books and enjoy this because I haven't been reading them and I had no issues jumping into this and really liking it. So yeah, I think it works on its own. Um, In your travels, I'll be brief here because I talk about these books a lot. Uh, Immoral X-Men number two of three, continuing on the weekly Sins of Sinister mini X event that has been going on. This is like the, let's see, what the fifth or sixth issue of Eleven. This is the second of the, so there's there's uh there was the intro issue, then there were three issues that took place ten years into the future, then there were three that take place one hundred into the years in the future, and then three that take place one thousand years in the future, and then an end cap. This is issue number two of the hundred years into the future, so we're halfway. Um, written by uh, Kieran Gillen with art by Andrea Devito, who's doing all three of this month's issues. Uh, the the main the main draw for this particular issue is we get uh on origin story and uh, major character development for Rasputin the Fourth. Uh, some of you may be wondering, well, who the hell is Rasputin the Fourth? Well, we were introduced to Rasputin the Fourth in Hickman's run as one of the cool futuristic X characters, and every now and then, you know, there's some new character who just because of the visual design it captures the zeitgeist, and 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 Rasputin the Fourth was that because. Um, she's a chimera and she's a beautiful woman who has Colossus's metal skin and magic soul sword. And so a lot of people are already, since, since she debuted in 2019, a lot of people get commissions of her and like, even though there's very little of story of her so far. So this is, um, I think a very calculated move to flesh her out some more. And I suspect, I mean, this is, like I said, a hundred years in the future, but I suspect they're going to find a way to make Rasputin the fourth, like a current character. Cause I just think that 
there's that much interest and where there's interest in commerce, commerce usually listens. But um, very cool. Uh, you know, there, she is a um, she's a chimera, but with Sinister started understandably with with chimera that were a combination of two of the X genes. And then as as he got better at it, he started combining more and more. And this is a group of Chimera that have up to five X genes together. And as a result, they're very unstable. That's why she's Rasputin the fourth, because the first three didn't didn't, didn't make it. But uh, she is the she's got, like I said, the metal skin of Colossus. She has uh, Kitty Pride's intangibility. She has uh, the telekinesis of Quentin Quire, who is an Omega level telepath in present day. She is. Uh, she has Laura Kinney, aka X twenty three, aka Wolverine's healing factor, and deep cut. She has the force fields of Eunice the Untouchable. So Ooh. she's basically like. I mean, she, she's basically. I don't know how you even begin to try and kill her. Um, and if that wasn't enough, like I said, she has Ileana's Soul Sword. Uh, so very cool. Enjoyed the issue. This whole I, I've loved this whole little mini event so far. Uh, it's sinister is. I think they've just done a great job of fleshing Sinister out, and uh, and I love the idea of there being four of them, and each of them having their own motivations and 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 approaches to to their evil schemery. So it's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun as an X fan. It's been a blast. So good. Word. So smart too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my people. Hey, thank you very much for being here with us one more time around. We hope you will join us next week for more of the same. Um, our book of the month has been announced. Mm. Yes. Why don't you tell them what it is, David? Oh, man. It is one that I wasn't really sure we'd ever really get. Wow. Uh, for book of the month that's a defeatist attitude isn't it i just <laughs> you know past performance history and all that jazz but yeah. i am excited elated thrilled all that shit to announce that march's book of the month is none other than department of truth volume one by james the fourth and Martin Simmons, and I am so looking forward to revisiting these first few issues. Um, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, I'll, her. I'll let you know a little secret. This is a little behind the scenes. Uh, you oh, know. We're letting everybody know now. Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. Um, I ordered the omnibus. Oh, snap. Yeah, what is it? The first twelve issues? Uh, Just uh, it might be more than that. Could be eighteen, maybe. Whatever, whatever it is, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four, whatever. I have okay. the omnibus on its way. As soon as Love it's it. as soon as it's published. Yes. So um, yeah, volume yeah. one is called "The End of the World." Yeah, I believe it's the first six issues. How about that? I'm sure it's full of a lot of truth. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been telling you from jump that this book was made that for you. True. Yes. Right. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. So there you go. Book of the Month, Department of Truth, Volume 1. What's the subtitle? I just said it. I know, but I want you to say it again. <laughs> it's the, the end of... No, it's the end of the world. I think they should have 
subtitled the book Department of Truth, Volume One. It's all true, comma Jason. <laughs> comma Jason. Yes. I, I think it should be Volume One. You're late to the party again, Vince. Yeah. Well, it's say la vie. It's true. But anyway, uh, better yeah. late than never. Yeah, there's uh, there's presently four volumes. Um, fourth volume was uh, released December of last year. Um, yeah, I don't. It doesn't look like Images site has the um, the omnibus listed on here for some reason. It just it stops at twenty two. It's weird. But I'm not um, messing with the individual paperbacks. I'm going for the freaking hard. No, that's fine. Yeah. No, you should. Same yeah, thing with Ice Cream Man. Screw them individual ones. I'm getting that omnibus. Oh, that's cool. Stop me as I'm passing by. Because all my flavors are guaranteed to what? Satisfy. I don't know how to read it. Satisfy. What? Oh. Oh, did I, the Van Halen Ice Cream Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. All right, so uh, do that. That is our book of the month. So read that before we uh, do the book of the month episode, and uh, go buy some comics, eat some good food, kiss your loved oh, ones. What? First five issues. It's only a five issue trade. Wow. We should. And the the omnibus is one through seventeen. Okay. It's an embarrassment of riches. Yes. Yep. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, pet your pets and come back here next time because we'll be waiting. For you, with some kind of comics and maybe something to eat or drink. In the meantime, wow, was that long-winded. Say goodnight. Pewter figurine you can't see. Congratulations to the Princeton Tigers for repping the Ivy League hard today and taking down the number two seed Arizona Wildcats. What is happening? What is Dude, this? it ain't every day an Ivy League team pulls off an NCAA upset. That's I don't even know what you're speaking in some kind of code, bro. It's the tournament. Mandelbrot. It's, the, it's freaking NCAA tournament, dog. I don't know what that is. Is that what? football? What is it, bro? What? Whatever. College basketball championships, bro. Superfluous. Away with no, you. No, it's not, dude. The 15th seeded <laughs> Princeton Tigers, who are normally my hated rivals, they're our rival, but but you know, uh, en- enemy of my uh, you know, enemy of my enemy, my friend. Gotcha. Of my, uh, they are 15 seed, heavy underdogs against the number two seeded Arizona Wildcats, and the Princeton Tigers, smart gentlemen that they are, oh found God. a way to get it done. David, try to get a word in there. The, the blatant Ivy League disrespect on here is just too much to take. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't blatantly disrespect Ivy League. I don't care. Future world leaders. <sighs> Captains of industry. I have not come to praise Caesar. Nobel Prizes. I came to bury him. Yeah. At two. <sighs> Beefcake. What's happening? I have a Hordak. Funko Pop. Damn it. I wanted to talk about Masterverse number two. Next, next time. I don't trust people who don't love Masters of the Universe. I don't trust them. They're weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess I got to reach out on my will then. <laughs> As if I was even in it. <laughs> you are so full of shit. <laughs> ah, David. Dude, you're going to live longer than me. Put me in the True. will. It's not going to matter. 
God damn. I'll just add a junior to it. It'll be Vinny Beats again. Get it, get it, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. Set my boy up. That's awesome. <laughs> Set him up. That's good. I'm, I, that warms my heart. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Aw. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. I want to keep talking, but these two guys don't. So we'll... It's always you. Racist. So um, I'm enjoying Tennessee and Louisiana right now. Wait, you're watching sports? It's the tournament, dude. What are you talking about? Of course I am. I've been watching the sports all day. Well, there are... I was Some. watching sports on the bike. I was watching sports while working. Uh, I'm watching sports now. I watched sports while I was having dinner. It, it's uh, it's the tournament. Would you be watching sports if you were with your wife? I think not. Of course. What? No. Of course. I mean, with your wife. Yeah, yeah, of course. That would be, it would make it even more pleasurable. That's wrong. You know what I would say In if fact, I were her? Tomorrow, Friday, GTFO, flat Friday, we'll probably have the tournament on while we're, you know, taking care of business. This has just been an unpleasant conversation at all. <laughs> all right, everybody. It's just, we love you. We're out of here. We're sorry. I'm sorry about that last part. There are some people that are dedicated to this craft, Dap and myself. And there's some people that aren't. <laughs> just remember that. I love all of you guys. That's it for that one.